Hey, good morning. This is Jeremy. And um, sorry I haven't been recording as of late. I, uh, I thought I'd have plenty of time at camp. And I had some time at camp. Um, but I did not have any signal to be able to record anything. So um, be that as it may. We're back. We had an awesome time at uh, Minnetonka Youth Camp. Uh, our band... I got to go and, and I got to lead worship for almost 350 kids. And uh, it was an amazing experience, uh, not just seeing them worship with music, but uh, seeing them worship with the Word of God and in their prayer lives and uh, 21, uh, 21 salvations for the week and uh, 14 surrendered to uh, his ministry, whatever he wants, whatever God wants them to do. And I believe there were uh, six surrendered to missions five uh, just had decisions of i'll do whatever uh, i just want to be used and then uh you had one baptism in the creek at uh, at camp you know pastor of the church said get after it go for it and uh so the youth pastor baptized the girl there right in the creek um camps are cool you know uh getting to see formative times in young people's lives with the Word of God and around other other uh, other believers. Uh, I love how the speaker put it. We had uh, Pastor Whitey Coons uh, speak for us this year. He's out of uh, um, Calvary Baptist Merkel in Merkel, Texas. And um, they've they got a lot of great things going on there. But Pastor Coons is an amazing speaker, and, and he, he said the real test of campfire is is it still there when school starts and he talked a lot about not letting our enthusiasm be overwhelmed by our environment that spoke to a lot to me uh personally you know a lot of times uh if i'm not careful around younger believers i can be a wet blanket you know and uh, i don't want to i don't want to be that i don't want to be part of the environment that overwhelms their enthusiasm uh, i want to encourage them and point them in the direction of uh, of following Jesus, no matter what it takes, no matter what the cost, with excitement. Uh, this is not a boring walk that God has given us. Uh, there's adventure, there's excitement, uh, and I feel like I'm advertising like a camping store or something. But honestly, guys, the word of the walk with God that we have in this life is not boring. If you're if you're living a boring walk with God, you, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're, <laughs> my father-in-law used to tell me, I don't know why you go to church where you do, but I, I know why I don't. And then maybe it's as simple as that. I'm not telling you to leave your church, uh, without praying first and really seeking God out on that. But man, if, this is not a boring walk. Uh, get in the way. If you're, if you're bored in your walk with Christ, chances are the recipe is in, and the answer is not your church that you're attending, but it's it's probably more a lot more personal. It's uh, not spending time in the Word, not spending time in prayer. It's always the building block stuff. It's always the simple. Uh, this is a different podcast. Obviously, I didn't start with a story or a, a little quip. Um, I uh, I just want to share some things uh, that God's been doing in my life, and uh, in more of a teaching manner today. This I, I'm going to get back on podcasting, and so. Uh, if you don't like this one, then, uh, oh, well, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because God's told me to. So 
But hang on, there'll be different types coming up. But this one this is going to be more of a teaching format. I wanted to look at God's will, knowing God's will in our life. You know, we as Christians, a lot of times we'll wonder what God wants us to do concerning, you know, our desires and plans. And a lot of times it seems that God's will is like a, uh, it's a hidden, you know, like a buried treasure chest and that we only have pieces of the map, like we're, you know, in the, uh, whatever that movie, National Treasure, you know, we got like, we got to find the, the bifocals that click over five times to be able to see. Um, because I don't know, I don't, I don't believe that's really true. I, I think that God is more interested in us following him step by step. Um, you know, we want to, we want to see down the road. I want to see what God, what does God want me to be doing 10 years from now? I, I have no idea. Um, uh, what I'm more concerned with is what does God want me to do today? You know, in Proverbs three, Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not into thy own understanding and all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I've talked about this before on a podcast before that it's a conditional promise. You've got to do all that stuff. You've got to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You can't lean into your own understanding. We have to acknowledge him in all our ways and his promise is he shall direct our path. Uh, you know, David said, thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. I think a lot of times we want like a 5 million watt, you know, candle power spotlight to uh, to look down the road and see what's ahead. We want to know what's ahead. We want to know. We want to know. And I think at the heart of that really is is not good intentions. I think at the heart of that is is uh, is control. It's our pride. You know, we don't want to be caught unaware. We want to know what's going on. It's it's really a little bit of idolatry for truth. We 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 want to call the shots, and that's just not it. You know, that's not it at all. We're to be following. We're to be following him. Ephesians chapter five, verse 15 says, <clears throat> look carefully. And I'm in the ESV today. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Verse 17 says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18 and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. I, I love that verse, verse 18. I used to have a a, a professor in the seminary taught me systematic theology, and he said, isn't that something? We, uh, we get that first part pretty good. Do not be drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine. But we don't want to hear about that second commandment, which is, to be filled with the spirit. The first one is, is a command, but so is the second one, you know, and, and, in verse 18 there, Paul, he's, he's, he's given us an exhortation to not be drunk with wine, but he's also given us an exhortation to be filled with the spirit. You know, wine, when we're, we're drunk with it, can, can control the mind and, and ruin one's judgment. You know, um, in contrast, being filled with the Spirit leads it also can control our mind, but it leads to uh, you know, self-control and love, joy, peace, patience, so the other fruits of the Spirit. It's interesting. In, in this, if you look in the Greek, it's uh, the command is it's a present imperative the, to be filled. It's a present imperative, which means it doesn't describe a one-time filling. 
but rather a regular pattern of life. And I think that's something when searching for God's will, you've got to, I've got to be on top of, I've got to be seeking the spirit's filling every day. It can't just be, well, you know, I got saved a long time ago and, and now I want to do what God wants me to, but I'm going to figure this thing out. No, it's not that at all. You know, in Romans 8, 14, it, it's very clear that the Holy Spirit's role is to lead us. In, in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, it's very important that we see that God wants us to understand the will of the Lord. And it's 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 this. You know, Paul Little said that the will of God is not like a magic package let down out of heaven by a string. But rather, the will of God is like a scroll that unrolls every day. God will guide you and me one day at a time. Our call then is to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in a daily, close relationship. It is first of all, being, not doing. As we realize this, we'll begin to sense the exhilaration each day can hold when we're living hand in hand with God, the Holy Spirit guiding us, unrolling the scroll. Going back to that, man, if you've got a boring walk, chances are you're not following the Spirit because walking with the Spirit is not boring. You know, Joe Gunther at camp this, this year, uh, he's a youth pastor at Calvary Baptist Merkel, uh, amazing guy, uh, said this in his message on Wednesday night, don't just be, but become. Don't just be, but become, you know, it's not enough to just be a child of God. God calls us to become a, uh, a uh, thoroughly furnished man of God in Ephesians chapter two. You know, God wants us to become what he has in store for us to be made into to to be to be uh, sanctified and 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 brought into a closer image of Christ and closer and closer and closer and more like Christ and more like Christ following his spirit along the way looking for his will in our life i'm going to give you some questions real quick and then we're going to be done today that, that I, I think you know they're good questions to ask yourself when determining um what your course of action should be when it comes to following the will of God. You know, God, God gave us biblical directives and um, how to live our lives. First thing is, if you want to follow his will, stick to what is the known. You know, God wants us to love him and love people. God wants us to be a man of our word. God wants us to... Um, um, share him with those around us to teach others about him. You know, the great commission, God wants us to, uh, in first Thessalonians five eighteen, he wants us to be thankful. Even, even when it's hard, uh, God wants us in second Timothy two, two, to continue on in discipleship, to teach others what we've learned so they can teach others. God wants us to, in first Peter, uh, one fifteen to be holy because he is holy. And in second Peter three eighteen, God wants us to grow. God wants us to become, not just be. He wants us to grow. Um, and so if you're seeking God's will, and I know this is a topic I've covered multiple times, but guys, I, I hope you're like me. I hope you you don't get tired of hearing some of the, the same truths of the Word of God because, honestly, God lays them on my heart, and that's where they come from. And, and so I, maybe it's just that I need these, but seeking God's will, I don't— I don't want to be judgmental, but guys, I don't I don't think our average church member does that enough. What does God want me to do? Not does 
not what does society expect me to do, not what does the church family uh, culture expect me to do. What does God want me to do? What does He want? How can I please Him? And so here's some, some questions to ask yourself when considering God's will. Am I putting God's desire ahead of my own? You know, that's a question that you need to, to really seek out. Spend time in Scripture. Spend time in prayer. Figuring out the answer to that question. Is this my will or is this God's will? Will my course of action help me love God and others more? Is this going to cause me to seclude myself? Or is this going to cause me to include others into my life with the love of God and loving God even more? How, how does this action relate to my personal involvement in reaching and discipling people? That's a good question. Wow. How does this action relate? You're not sure what you're going to do in life, not sure what you're supposed to do, lean in one way or the other. Ask yourself that question. How does this action relate? relate to my personal involvement in reaching and discipling people. Another question, will it contribute to my leading a more holy life? Another question, will it move me toward more Christian training and spiritual growth? Last question in this talk, can I be thankful for whatever the results or however it works out? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I try not to use we statements. I'm, I'm doing discipleship with some men, and, and that's one of the things that uh, some leaders who have helped us out with, they've, they've really implored us leaders to uh, stay away from we statements. Because the truth is, I have enough faults without dragging everybody into it. I can be honest and transparent, and, and if I'm honest... Most of the times when I make a we statement, it's just because I don't want to feel like the only one because it definitely applies to me. And so I can tell you that I I struggle with, I want to do God's will, but I want it to work out for me. I don't want to, I don't want to pay too great of a price. I don't want to, and guys, I can just tell you that God, that, that used to be my mindset and, and, and God has brought me past that. Uh, I'm not perfect by any means, but I want His will for my life. And I know there are costs involved. Because He's paid the ultimate cost for us. He, he's, he's included us in His family. And He's... He's saved us from our sin and from ourselves. He endured overcoming death, hell, and the grave. And all he asks of you and me is, is follow me. I hope this has been helpful to you. Um, God's will is a... Uh, I, if, you, if you ever hear me tell you I have the whole thing figured out, just know I'm lying and call me on it. Um, God's will is, is something that um, I want to be studying until I die uh, because I want to be in it. I want to be in His will. 
Um, truth of it is, God gives us his word. And, and if we're to walk in God's will, we need to keep pursuing scriptural objectives and uh, with the Holy Spirit's help, continue to obey God's known will. Um, but to do that, we got to know what God wants. So I ask you this question. What does God want from your life? Yeah, I understand. You're full tilt in the middle of a planned life already. But what does God want from your life? And does any of that match with what you've already got going? God bless you. And uh, if, if this helps you in any way, man, share this thing. Send it out there. And uh, maybe somebody else can use it as well.